Hey, listen to Commander Cuckoo Podcast, episode 97. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to continue the arc of the OG Ravnik with Experiment Crap Deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're... Is this the halfway mark, or was in between this episode and last episode the halfway mark of OG Ravnica arc? Ah, I think this is the third list, making it past the halfway mark. Okay, so we're at the 75% mark of the arc of OG Ravnica. Upon the completion of this episode, if you don't count the YouTube content. So I guess we could, we should. I suppose. We'll talk about that in a sec. Yes, we will. But that's what we're doing right now. We're going to move ahead into the Simic Guild. We're going to talk plus one, plus one counters and the giant purple piece of crap with buttholes on it himself. Experiment Crush. Giant purple piece of crap with buttholes all over him. We've definitely looked at the art several times after saying that to make sure that we're not steering you guys wrong, and we are not. You know, I'm looking at it one last time with... Yeah. If you look at the part with the little dark circle around it, that is almost as much of a butthole as the one that's on Corpse Connoisseur. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm never letting that go. That is a butthole. Whoever wrote that, drew that, whoever approved it at Wizards, you put a butthole on a card, I hope you're proud of yourself. Because I'm proud of you. This is what I think. Butthole tribal. We could do it. And now that you've suggested it, I feel like we have to do it. I feel like that's the kind of thing that... Cision Nation can uh, send in to us. I don't want to go through cards with an eye for buttholes. I just don't want that. I don't want to Google it. I don't want to look it up. That's not something that I'm into. That'd be hard to find on a search engine, hey? Yeah. Somebody somebody needs to make like a new syntax type thing where you can just like type in like card has butthole on it. And then like all the butthole cards come up. Or, or like I said... Um, um, we were talking off air, ladies looking left tribal or guys in a chair or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a thing. Although I think if that was, that was a kind of a searchable engine thing, I would be nervous. Yeah, I feel like maybe it'd be like Urban Dictionary. People can make their own submissions <laughs> to what they <laughs> interpret the art of cards looks like. <laughs> that would be kind of neat, actually. That would be cool, Especially yeah. with some of the old arts like Goblin Soothsayer or uh, even the current Back to Basics. Like, what is that? Yeah. I'm not sure what the new Back to Basics is. Uh, my um, eyes aren't very good, so I can't really see the picture too good, but I have no idea what's going on there. Yeah, that new Back to Basics. Did you get one yet? I did. Who drew that? Uh, my man Tyrese Nielsen. Tyrese Nielsen. Shout out. I think he's playing uh, this Sunday in the playoffs for the NFL. Oh, the team made it? That's awesome. Yeah, Tyrese Nielsen and the... He plays for the Chargers, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, experiment crap. Let's um let's give a teaser then we'll do social media coordinates, a couple other housekeeping items. Okay, experiment crap or crage, if you will, is a ooze mutant 46 for 2 green green blue blue. Uh experiment crage has the activated abilities of each other creature with a plus 1 plus 1 counter on it and it has tap put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on target creature. So 46 for 6. Ooze Mutant. I feel like if this was in Ravnica Allegiance, the set that we're leading up to at the end of this arc, or the, kind of, <laughs> I feel like this would have like 75 more creature types now than when it was printed in, I think, Dissension, right? Yes. I'm, I, would go to, I would go as far as to say if this card was printed in the new set, it would probably have all creature types. Just because. Yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll bet it would. Huh. 
like my boy Miss Form Ultimus. Precisely like that. That would be cool to add green to that deck, let me tell you that. <laughs> Anyways, um, social media coordinates? Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter. We are CCO Podcast on tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the show. We're commanded cookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, favorite memories from the past almost 100 episodes of the show. Uh, but no nudes. Ooh, yeah. 100th anniversary memorable butthole nudes. Don't do any of what I said. Correct. Just- you can also find us anywhere better podcasts are found. That includes iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all those places. You can find us on flipsidegaming.com where you can use our special promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order. Or if you have not been with us over the last couple or so years and you want a full rundown of our social media coordinates you can check out our official home on the entire internet commandercookout.com spotify spotify yeah we're apparently we're on there now and i just haven't mentioned it we're everywhere we're everywhere including potomatic which is our original home and where you can go to get yourself entered into this arc's super cool draw of a cat deck Feline ferocity. That's the one. I think they should have called it ferocity, like F U R. Oh, they missed the uh, they missed the boat. They missed the dad joke. Oh, terrible. Anyways, how do we win it? You win it by going to Potomatic, or how does it go? Potomatic.com slash Commander Cookout. Yeah, if you know what, if you if you just go like Potomatic Commander Cookout, it'll come up. It will come up. We're in the top. Six? Dude, we hit number six. We're in the top six on the entire site, and we're pushing for number one. That's why if you go there, request more, follow us. Leave a comment. Leave a comment, like our episodes. You will be entered to win our giveaway of the month. If you help us keep kind of climbing through the the arc, we're going to take down some religious podcasts and a news podcast. Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, the, the I think the actual button on Podomatic is now called I Want More. Yeah. Sure. Um, way back, maybe maybe this is a teaser to Ep 100 where we talk about some of our favorite memories. Way back in the day when we first started Commander Cookout Podcast, we wanted the email ccopodcast at gmail.com. It's shorter, it's easy, it's clean, everything, whatever. Uh, taken. So I'm like, what the hell? I Google CCO Podcast. Christian Coalition Outreach Podcast. What the heck? And they have been plaguing us the whole time. So much so now that we're trying to take over Podomatic, be the number one podcast, I go back and say, well, who's above us? Who's f- one through five if we're number six? All of them were religious-based podcasts. It's like the church won't let go of their grip on like the podcast monopoly. We're trying to take it. And we're going to get it. It's like the 1300s. <laughs> Dude, it's like we can't get ahead. Yeah, we're going to hit number two, and then they're going to show up at our house and vanish us. They're going to brick us up in the wall of the cathedral, like in uh, Pit and the Pendulum. Yeah. You know what we did surpass on Potomatic, though? Uh, a podcast that I listened to um, was called um, History of the Crusades. <laughs> Just FYI, <laughs> we're, we passed them. Yeah. Hooray. Anyways. How else can they win stuff? You can also win Feline Furosity. If you go to our YouTube channel, you can subscribe to us. You can like our videos or hit the bell to stay notified. You can do that. But the subscription is is specifically how you win or a comment on any of our 2019 videos. Yes. Yes, you could do the thing that Brando says. 
Smash the like button! Jesus. <laughs> I got really excited. I'm sorry. It's early. I'm I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. But a comment or a subscription will do just fine. <laughs> I guess. Speaking of 2019, this being the first arc and the build-up to uh, Ravnica, our Ravnica videos are, one of them's out at this time. The other one will be out on this upcoming Friday. I was going through my box and found some of the cards we discussed in our Ravnica videos on YouTube. Ooh. And those are going to turn into our patron sign-up gifts this month. Oh, so we decided what we're going to do. Well, yeah, last month we had the Christmas altars. And they were, they were fun, they were cute, but I think people like them. Um, and they like getting gifts, of course, for free. So that's what we're going to do again. This time, fireworks and those funny 2019 glasses or bottles of champagne or whatever else is kind of New Year's theme-y. Um, if, you like, if you like funny little altars like that and you want to sign up to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com forward slash CCO podcast. Neat. Last thing I wanted to mention, because we're, we're, we're dragging it out a little bit, but okay. last thing. Facebook altars or Facebook auctions of the altered magic cards that I do specifically. Ah, yes. Huge thank you to anybody who has bid in the past or continuously bids. Um, I don't know if it's common knowledge in CCO Nation, but altering magic cards is sort of how I've been making my living over the last, uh, probably since July or August. And huge shout out to... Anybody who, again, bids continuously, it helps out tremendously. The auctions are how I make a, uh, a portion of my income from week to week. So thank you for that. And if you haven't checked it out, every Thursday we, uh, we throw up our altar auctions and they go to the highest bidder. So check it out. Yes, they're very cool. Yeah. And they're one-of-a-kind things. They're, hard to, they're not easy to come by. That's so. it, right? And uh, if you're ever interested in commissioning anything after you, you, you like the, the auctions... By all means, just hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you want to get in touch with us. We'll uh, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Now, shout-outs. Shout-outs. Here's the thing. We kind of missed a shout-out from before Christmas. Oh, no. So we're making up for it. Okay. Shout-out to, and sorry, David Tomlin. Funny nickname? Hmm. David Topskin. That sounds like Tomlin. No, well, I what? couldn't rhyme Tom with four. Wait a second. So what I had Did to do is... Wait. <laughs> what? What? David. Ah, uh, this is what I thought. Okay. Maybe he's David Tomlin, brother to Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. And he's like another pseudo-celebrity patron. Or maybe... We call him David Topskin because Tom doesn't rhyme with four. David, you be the judge. I'm just going to leave it at that. David, Tom doesn't rhyme with foreskin. You said it. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make you not say it. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Should we do a deck? Nah, let's not do a deck yet because I'm really excited about something. And I think it leads into another thing that we're, we're supposed to talk about. Full set for... New Ravnica was released just a couple of days ago. Ooh, yeah. And there are some cards in that list that I am 100% buying and testing out in the deck that I'm going to take to GP Calgary this year. Ooh, yes. Ravnica Allegiance, not New Ravnica. (laughs) 
Well, I guess it's return to 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 Ravnica. Sure. <laughs> I think that's an, I think I I think I opted it by one there to make sure. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we are testing and tuning. Of course, you have uh, you mentioned a couple cards when we were walking into the station today that are going in Nor and the Wary. Yeah, baby. Yeah, and we're actually playing a couple Ravnica Allegiance cards in our list today. We are. Uh, set review drops tomorrow. Correct. So you're listening to this on Tuesday. Check back on Wednesday. Get this. Get this content lineup from your boys at Commander Cookout. Listening to this on Tuesday. Ravnica Allegiance set review on Wednesday. Alter auctions on our Facebook page on Thursday. YouTube video outlining return to Ravnica set mechanics on Friday. Holy shit. Dang. We are everywhere. Except Mondays. Yeah, Mondays. F Mondays, man. <laughs> watching wrestling i got nothing else to do i'm doing nothing else yeah so i guess look forward to that and look forward to gp calgary we're building decks yeah oh the worst now should we do a list yes what do we start with we always start with creatures we always go in alphabetical order so let's not change what works sure okay now before we get into the creatures Experiment Kraj is anybody who's ever seen him physically in real life or ever really delved into what he's all about knows that he is essentially a combo house card. He's just like a necrotic ooze that can be your general that isn't black. Yeah, a necrotic ooze that can be your commander. It, it, it's, it's terrible. And I tried to stay away from as many of that just infinite combo douchebaggery as I could, and I actually took the build philosophy of one of our earliest decks, which might be... A teaser for our Ooh. next arc. When I built this one, and I turned it into how much of your shit can I play so that I can beat you with it? With some spicy nuggets thrown in. Yes, yes. I mean, of course, there's some combo douchebaggery in there, because that's who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the word for somebody that combos all the time? There's a word for that. Uh, the combo player. Is it a Johnny? A Johnny, yes. A Johnny? A, a Johnny. A Johnny. Like, not a Johnny, not the Planeswalker, a person named Johnny. Oh. Oh, yeah, Johnny Combo. Yes. There we go. Okay, that I now that makes sense. I always thought there was just a guy named John that was really good at comboing, and he got his own card, or she got her own card. However that word. Oh. You learn something new every day. There every you time go. you listen to Commander Hookout Podcast, you learn something. No, just you. Excellent. Creech? Creech. Starting with... Avid Reclaimer. Avid Reclaimer. Let's call it crappier mana dork than any other mana dork that costs one or two. Because it costs three. Oh, yeah. Okay, so three mana, two, two, human druid, taps for a green or blue, and whenever you do that, if you control a Nisa Planeswalker, you gain two life. Sure. How about Bloom Tender? Oh, how about Budget Blower? Yeah, I'm s I had no idea. When I added this to the list, I had no idea. Yeah. Fine in a two-color deck, so it's a two-mana elf druid, one-one, Tap to get a mana of each color of permanence you control. So if you got Kraj out, uh, it'll tap for green and blue. There could be more colors involved. You could get more mana hypothetically out of a Bloom Tender, but uh, that's what she's there for is blue-green. She's part oh, of some yeah, of the... Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's could, part of some of the dirtbag stuff that the deck does. You could get up to five mana with Bloom Tender with a couple cards we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. But let's go to a new card, Combine Guildmage. Yeah, this is Ravnica Allegiance. So I'm, I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay, so we got a 2-2 Merfolk Wizard for blue-green. And it got green one tap this turn. 
creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. And that does mean if it enters with no plus one plus one counters on it, it does enter with one. Yes. It doesn't need to be entering with one to get an additional one. As, also correct. As people thought when that ability was first kind of came out. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Other ability. Blue. One. Tap. Move a plus one plus one counter from target creature you control onto another target creature you control. It's just plus one plus one shenaniganery. It's all day long. Yeah. And if you've got Kraj and you activate that first green ability, your stuff just enters a battlefield with plus ones. So Kraj gets their abilities. Yeah. That gives like uh, whatever you're casting kind of pseudo haste. Sort of, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. How about Cytoplast Manipulator? We talk about this guy uh, on our YouTube video, don't we? We do. Blue, blue, two for a zero, zero. Enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters. That's graft two. And when something else enters the battlefield, you can put one of those plus ones onto it. Correct. So you make uh, cytoplasm manipulator a one, one, and you're probably going to put the plus one on something your opponents play. Because? Sounds terrible. But you can go blue and tap it to gain control of a creature with a plus one plus one counter on it. For as long as cytoplasm manipulator remains in play. Yeah, not as long as it remains tapped, as long as it remains on the battlefield. Yeah. So if something else just happens to get a plus one plus one counter, I don't know, from your combine guild mage or from Kraj or whatever, you can just steal it. Yep. Cool. Very neat. How about a devoted druid? Whoa. Something tells me something about combo with this card. No. <laughs> okay, so it's a zero two for two. Tap it to get a green, and you can put a minus one counter on it to untap it. Now, for any newer members of CCO Nation, if you have a plus one counter and a minus one counter on the same creature, you don't have one of each. They cancel each other out. Let's keep going with Elvish Aberration. Ooh, he's a four five for six. Okay. Got forest cycling. You could pay two to discard it and search for a forest, put it into your hand. Okay. But he also taps for green, green, green. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's not terrible. Yeah, so you put a plus one, plus one counter on him, then Kraj can untap for green, green, green. That's right. Or tap for green, green, green. How about a Zuri Claw of Progress? Four drop. 3-3, three, three. whenever a creature with power 2 or less enters a battlefield under your control, you get an experience counter. Really? You went to experience counters? Read the second paragraph of the card. Sure. At the beginning of combat on your turn, oh, it's put a put X plus 1 counters on each creature you control where X is the number of experience counters you have. Yeah. I thought it was plus 1 plus 1 until end of turn. No. He's very good. And, and Yeah, I, ex exactly. That's what he does. <laughs> I don't hate... Experience counters when they're not on your general, because you can interact with them then. Because you kill a Zuri, and now your however many experience counters don't mean shit. Yeah. Unless you can reanimate a Zuri. Yeah, who but, knows if we're doing something like that. Yeah, and we right. could do it, but like even if you can, you have to work really hard for it, and eventually you won't be able to do it anymore. That's right. You don't hate experience counters when they're yours. How about Fathom Mage? Oh, I like this one. So it's got Evolve. This is a Return to Ravnica ability. Whenever a creature with greater power or toughness enters the battlefield, creature with Evolve gets plus one, plus one counter. Okay, so this is a 1-1 one, one for four. Whenever it gets a plus one, plus one counter on it, you draw a card. And that includes with Kraj. Yeah. So you tap Kraj, put a counter on her, draw a card. That includes Azuri. If he has four experience counters, I think you put four experience counters, or four plus ones on it. Do you draw four or just one? Whenever a plus one counter is placed, 
So it would trigger four each plus one. You draw yeah. four. There and it's go. a May ability, so you can draw up to four. Yeah. That is if we ever decided that we did want to be that guy and go infinite, and somebody's like, okay, you have to draw your deck. Well, no, we may draw our deck. Yeah, I'll just draw until I have all the shit that I <laughs> Who want. Who knows if we're going to do that, though? Yeah. Speaking of putting plus ones on things, how about Gilder Baron? Ooh, Simic Hybrid, Simic Hybrid, and one for an Oaf, 1-3. What the <laughs> hell? Stupid rap. Or stupid Lorman block. Anyways, he's got Simic, Hybrid, and two. And you untap him. Ooh. For each counter on target permanent, put another of those counters on that permanent. And remember, this is an untap. Untap. Yeah, so I don't know. If you had three mana, and then you untapped with that three mana to tap, untap again. Uh, okay, well, something's going on here. And I, 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 I think I like it. Okay. That's what I like to hear. All right. So we had a creature with Evolve. We have another creature with Evolve. How about Gyre Sage? One, two for two, Evolve. You can tap it for a green for each plus one on it. So as soon as you have something with two power or three toughness enter the battlefield, you can tap this for one green. Yes. And then whenever anything bigger than that comes into play, you can get another counter on it to tap it for more greens. You can use Kraj to make him into a giant mana battery. It's awesome. Yeah. And then once he's got plus ones on him, you can put counters on Kraj, and Kraj becomes a massive mana battery. What can you do with that mana? Maybe you could, well, I guess not with this mana, but with mana, you can use a horseshoe crab. Ooh, one three for three. It's got blue, and you untap horseshoe crab. Again, anybody who's played Experiment Kraj knows why he's in there. He's there because you put the counter on Kraj, then you untap Kraj. You put the counter on horseshoe crab, and then yeah. you untap Kraj. Yeah, with a blue. Yeah. It's what he's there for. With blue, though. So we haven't encountered anything that gives us enough blue to both untap Kraj and net mana, right? Yes. Like, we haven't done that yet. Bloom Tender. Well, Bloom Tender only gives us two. Well, we still net a green every time. We, we don't should, net a... We, we, we don't, can only do it yeah. once, though, right? Well, you you tap Kraj for blue-green, use the blue to untap Kraj, tap Kraj for blue-green, oh, untap yeah. Kraj. Oh, yeah, dang. Infinite green. I thought we had to go three cards with, like... With the Gyre Sage or the Elvish Aberration and the Gilder Baron. See, new deck philosophy for Brando. Even when you're building something fun and kind of janky like this, sometimes you just need to win the game. And so I did build yes. in some stuff where it's just, okay, this game sucks, I'm going to win now. And it's it just happens. And well, it's, it's incumbent on you as the player to just not be a piece of shit. Like, yeah, it's right there for you. Yeah, you could do it. But just because you can do something, it doesn't mean you should. You got to have ways to end the game. Yeah, you, you just have to. You have to be able to win. Sometimes people are just creaming you or they're being jerks or they're pillow fording and you just, God damn it, I want this game to end. And yeah, that's this. you know what I you know what I like um, the guys over on CMDR Central are big time proponents of you have to have ways to win the game. You just have to, just like you have to pack answers, right? You have to have ways to remove a creature. You have to have ways to full stop, whatever it is, counter that cyclonic rift. Yeah, right. You just you, it's something that I think is a necessary evil, and like you said, you just you, you kind of have to use your own discretion. All right, so here's a card from again the new set. I think this card is going to be big time, and we'll talk about it a little bit after Ryan reads it, and it's Incubation Druid. Yeah, you know what? I was waiting and waiting and waiting for Animar to get some kind of spicy new little plus one thing from the Simic Guild, and I thought that this was going to be it. It's the two drop, it's rare, it's every, it gives you mana, and then it's just not good enough for like a tier one competitive deck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, so Incubation Druid is a elf druid, for zero two, green one, you tap it to add one mana of any type that a land you control could produce. 
Okay. If Incubation Druid has a plus one counter on him, you add three mana of that type. Ooh. Just wait, there's more. He's got Adapt three. So Adapt is kind of like monstrous. That's... Adapt is the worst. So Adapt, you pay the cost. This guy's cost is green, green, three. And it's Adapt three. So when you pay the cost, if he doesn't have any plus one counters on him, you put three plus one plus one counters on him. So he becomes a three, four and taps for four. So for three, sorry. Sweet. Next up, we've got a Naxaw click. Naxaw click. I wish it was called Hacksaw click. Well, he does have a Hacksaw. He kind of does. <laughs> He's a 1-4 flyer for four. Fairy rogue. For blue one, untap. Target opponent removes the top card of his or her library from the game. Till end of turn, you may play that card. So your mana of any type guy, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Okay, so you could just untap him lots and lots of times if he's got a plus one and like Kraj can like tap and untap. Yep. Tap Kraj for two, then you untap him and mill somebody. Yeah, remove yeah. the library from the game. It's okay, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to win the game. We talked about that already. Let's talk about getting plus ones onto creatures. How about Master Biomancer? Ooh, a two four for four. Each creature you control enters battlefield with a number of plus one counters on it equal to Master Biomancer's power. I think somebody just make him big, right? Yeah, you, you can make him big. Start with dropping your dudes. Yeah, he just makes your guys into beaters, which is cool. Is there any like token producers in this list that you can like just make lots of tokens so they always enter and just like trigger off a master biomancer and you just kill everybody? It seems very Brando. I don't think I did it though, because I think it was too Brando. Oh, too yeah. Brando. Yeah, it was a little bit too much. Too I don't want, Brando? I don't want all of my decks to be go wide aggro decks, Ryan. Well, CCO Nation actually loves Brando. That's like, <laughs> but, but let's pull back the curtain a little bit, okay? I think Brando is CCO Nation's favorite. Like, F you guys. <laughs> all Thanks, the, guys. All the all hail Brando comments on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> F you guys. I appreciate it. I'm humbled by the praise. All right, we're talking about untapping giant beaters. How about Merkfiend Leash? Ooh, Simic, Simic, Simic hybrid. Two for a 4-4. Four, four. So 4-4 uh, for four, four, five. Other green and other blue creatures, separate paragraphs, both get plus one, plus ones. So your green, blue guys get plus two, plus two. Yeah. Okay. Untap all creatures, all blue and green creatures you control during each other player's untap step. It's pretty good. So if you're not going infinite and you have like tap and untap shenanigans, like um, Kraj, whatever, yeah. just put plus one, plus <laughs> like one counters on everything, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's very cool. It's a utility card. It gives your guys sort of vigilance and it gives you kind of a value if you have guys that just tap, do a thing, but you can't untap them all and abuse it. Then you just untap them and tap them again on your opponent's turn. It slows you down a little bit, but it's yeah. Cool. Well, with Kraj and your cytoplasm manipulator, that's like for every player who takes a turn, steal a guy. Yeah. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Also, if you have a Merkfiend Legion of Master Biomancer, all your guys come in with plus four, plus four. Whoa. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of guys with counters, Novinjin Sages. Ooh, we talked about this guy in our video as well. So enters the battlefield, graft four, so he's a four, four for six. You can move counters to other guys when they enter the battlefield, or you can pay one and remove two counters from thing, draw a card. From among creatures you control. It doesn't have to be two from the same guy. Ooh, so you can go one from him, one from him, draw a card. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty cool. So another probably way to draw your whole deck, right? Just make a whole bunch of mana and put a ton of counters on something with Kraj and then just take them all off to draw your deck. Yeah. No, I just like this guy. I just like this card. Omnibian. Omnibian? Omnibian? Yes. Omnibian. He's like the Omni-Amphibian. That's he's, the play, right? Yeah, he's Boss Frog. Boss Frog. Okay. Um, 
blue green green one for a three three frog <laughs> tap target creature becomes a three three frog until end of turn i wish he made a two two because he would be the boss frog because that frog's only a two two and he's a three three then he's the boss of it yeah yeah bad design wizards <laughs> i thought you did something good with boss ass frog but then he's just like middle management frog <laughs> Oh, I like that. How about Pilly Pala? Pilly Pala is another untapper. So he's a 1-1 flyer for two. He flies. We don't know what this art is, but we're going with it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, two, untap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So another way to make lots of mana. Yeah. Cool. I think that's, that's your infinite colored mana of any color you want. Ooh, yep. Infinite you... color. That's how you get your infinite uh, blue. Yeah, you bloom tender for two, untap for a blue Whatever color you want, tap for da 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 infinite mana. Yeah, you know what? People people always forget that you can you can make infinite mana of one color and then use infinite mana to make another color infinitely. Yeah. Like you don't need to do it all at once, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. All right, next up we have Plax Caster Frogling. Yeah, we talked about this guy too. So he's um the unlaserable frog. He's uh graft three. And he's a three drop, so he comes into play with three plus one plus ones. You can move something, right? And then you can pay two, target creature with a plus one plus one counter on it, gains shroud until end of turn. Protects Kraj all day long. Yeah, protects anything. Yeah. Could be, uh, it protects basically anything on your side of the board forever. Yeah, once you have untap infinitely and you just put a plus one on everything you control, and then you make a whole ton of mana and if anybody tries to do anything, you can give it Shroud, and if they try and do something in response, you can respond again and give it Shroud again. Yeah. Infinitely. Dope. We are pieces of crap. Yeah, well, we are playing Experiment Cross. Sure. Okay, let's keep her going with Renegade Crossus. That is another Evolver. When it evolves, put a plus one on each other creature with a plus one on it. So it gets bigger, then it makes everything else bigger. Yes. Cool. How many counters do you get out of that? Like, it's a 3-2 for 3. So you have to have like a 4x or an x3. How many counters do you get out of it? I guess Kraj will trigger it a couple times. Yeah, Kraj will trigger it three times if you have to cast Kraj three times. The other creature package that we're going to talk about in a minute could technically trigger it a bunch of times. At a discounted rate, maybe, depending yeah. if it's late game. Yeah, okay. you, you could get some counters out of them. Okay. And you get a ton of counters if you have other things with counters. Yes. Right? Like if you have four other dudes with counters and then you cast him and then something. Yeah, if, you do, uh, if you play that Master Biomancer and then all your dudes are coming in with counters on them already or your Combine Guild Mage, already, already things have counters on them. So it's only going to take a couple of times for Renegade Crosses to give yeah. you some value. Now, the thing about Renegade Crosses that you just have to be weary of... We're going to talk about this in strengths and weaknesses, but it explicitly says whenever Renegade Crossus evolves. Not gets a plus one, plus one. Count. Yeah, so you do have to trigger his evolve ability. Yeah. Okay, next up we've got Silvermere. Taps for a mana. Whisperer of the Wilds. Taps for a mana. It's a 0-2 for two taps for a mana, just like Silvermere. This one's got Ferocious. You can add green green to your mana pool if you have a creature with power four or greater. There are lots of them. Yeah, so I guess, sure. Wickerbow Elder. Enters battlefield with a minus one counter on it. It's a 4-4 four, four for four. So really, it's a 3-3 three, three for four. Yes. Okay, still triggers your Renegade Crosses. Okay. <laughs> you pay green and remove a counter from it. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Last one before we start hitting the real dirtbag shit, we have a Zamic Guild Mage. Yeah. Green-blue, 2-2, two, two, Elf Wizard. You pay green-blue, 
This turn, each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one on it. Cool. Green, blue, remove a plus one from a creature, draw a card. And there's no tap on there, so you could draw lots of cards if you have lots of counters, or you could go green, blue a bunch of times and your dude's coming with a bunch of counters. Yeah, I actually think that that's another way to potentially draw your deck. Okay, now let's... Let's tackle the elephant in the room and do the clone package. Clone package. Okay, so before we do, I'm going to preface the clone package with if the clone enters the battlefield as a copy of the cloned creature, does it have that creature's converted mana cost so you can get colored mana from Bloom Tender? The cloned creature does have the color of whatever it's cloning. If you clone a goblin, it's red. And Bloom Tender taps for a color for each among the permanents you control. Yes, sir. Okay, so it doesn't care about converted mana cost. It cares about what color the creature is. Yes. And or the permanent is. And four clones we are playing. Altered Ego, Clever Impersonator, Clone, Gigantoplasm, Phyrexian Metamorph, Sakashima the Imposter, Sakashima's Student, Vesuvan Doppelganger, Vesuvan Shapeshifter, and Vizier of Many Faces. And Progenitor Mimic. So... Sweet. They're so, all clones. They all have sort of different abilities and stuff, but for the intents and purposes of this deck, they're clones. So for these clones, you can clone things that you want to give you extra mana or things that are going to trigger your evolve. Like I got a 5-5 five, five and you got a 4-4 four, four with evolve and uh, you you trigger your evolve guy by cloning my 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Even though... You know, maybe whatever. Or you just play something better than what I'm playing. I got a bunch of dorks and combo enabler stuff. Maybe I want to beat you to death with your own Ulamog. So I'll make one. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to talk about clones again in the strength and weakness section. What I'm worried about thus far is we don't really have an infinite mana outlet. Sure, we talked about drawing our whole deck. Do we have, like, haste enablers? Do we have, like, uh, win the game stapled to something? What do we got? Well, aside from the just... Here's some combos. And we... some. here's some infinite counters on my guys. Yep. We... So next turn I can win, right? Yep. We also have Kamal Fist of Karosa. Kamal the Fister. Yeah, we're playing him again. I know that we played him a fairly recently, but, you know, why wouldn't we play him again in a deck where we can animate our opponent's lands, put a plus one, plus one counter on them, and then steal the land, and then use the possibly unlimited mana that we're probably going to make to overrun all the times we want and win the game. Yeah, so we make infinite mana, and then we activate Kamal. Let's, I'll give him a read here. He's a 4-3 for 6. You pay a green. Target land becomes a 1-1 one, one creature until end of turn. It's still a land, but it is a creature. Correct. Okay. Other ability. Green, 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 two. Creatures you control get plus three, plus three, and gain trample until end of turn. Worst case scenario, <laughs> you use your creatures to give you mana to make all your lands into creatures. Then you just make your infinite crage mana and overrun your lands because they don't have summoning sickness like anything that you played just this turn. See, now we're doing Brando stuff. And then you just overrun for like 500 with your lands. I don't need tokens. I have my lands. Very excellent. And I have some of your lands, probably. Okay, you have actually one other, I'm going to call it infinite mana out, when you infinite mana and draw your whole deck. And that is, shout out to Commander's Brew, Biovisionary. <laughs> and you say, okay, Biovisionary, if you control four of him at the beginning of your end step, you win the game. How is that an infinite mana outlet? Now, you're not going to clone them, right? You got to draw your deck and then like play a bunch of clones. Or what if you don't draw your whole deck? What if you just have infinite mana? This is how we do it. What's the card, Brando? Spitting image. Spitting gold dang image. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Simic Hybrid, Simic Hybrid 4 for a sorcery. Create a token that's a copy of target creature. And it's got retrace. 
retrace, if you're familiar with uh, Guilds of Ravnica Jumpstart, it's kind of like that, where uh, you may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a land card and paying its other costs. So you pay six, discard a land, pay six, discard a land, pay six, discard a land. And it doesn't remove it from the game like any of that flashback bullshit. Yeah, so you can just cast this thing for six, six, six. Win the game. Win the game. Yeah. Uh, discard three lands, pay 18, move to end step. Yeah. <laughs> Win. There okay. you go. So good. So that's the creature suite. That took a long time, again, because Kraj is such something that interacts with your creatures to a ridiculous degree. That's why that took a little longer. The rest of the deck should be fairly quick. That's right. So just, again, for brevity's sake, we've got only four card draw spells in this deck. Like, the thing is, is we can use any of those four card draw spells to just draw our whole deck. So we kind of make up for it. Or they're repeatable card draw effects just for doing what we're doing yeah. anyways. No Vengeance Sages, Fathom Mage. Yeah, they're going to draw us multiple cards over multiple turns. So having less card draw spells is kind of okay. Yes. Sure. Uh, not a ton of removal, but... Um, I don't know, like, we can still do the old faithful CCO staple trick of Wrath of God, oh, Kamal, all your lands, idiot, right? We yeah. can still do that. And then we've got um, 15 mana dorks and clones. Yes, all right. Now, normally we go to instance. We don't have any in this deck. No. Not a what single one. What kind of green, blue, terrible mage are you? This is the, what in the actual? Are yeah. you stupid? No instance. Let's, okay, let's no. see what we got here. I built some casual fun with some dirtily dirtbag combo in there, so... You know, yeah. DDC podcast, dirtily dirtbag combo. Combo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a big bunch of them all at the same time. Elven cachet, nature spiral, recollect, and regrowth. All of those for some amount of mana get you something back from your graveyard. Then we already talked about spitting image. We have unexpected results. Oh, yeah. This is one of the ones I found that, I don't know, maybe that guy in that tank's going to get some funny 2019 sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know. It's four mana, green, blue, two. Shuffle your library. Then reveal the top card. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Okay. If it's a land card, put it into the battlefield and return unexpected results to your hand. So it's a ramp card or a really, really ramp card. Yeah, that's kind of a cool card, hey? Like, they had to cost it high enough that you're not getting a super discount if you, like, just reveal a two-drop. But if you make infinite mana... You can just continue to just keep doing it. Not forever, but you're guaranteed a bunch of land and a thing or a thing. All right, and lastly for the sorceries, we have the one tutor for the deck, and what a tutor. Cool baby. In Tooth and Nail. Yeah, Tooth and Nail. Kind of fallen out of favor of late in Commander, right? Because it costs so dang much mana. Like, mm. you, people are far more apt to just... Uh, like play a worldly tutor or something. This is a sorcery, green, green, five, and it's got entwine for two. So it's got two modes on it. If you pay the entwine cost, it's kind of like kicker. You can do both modes. Otherwise you choose one and here are your options. Search your library for up to two creature cards, reveal them, put them into your hand. Other option, put two creature cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Entwine, you pay nine, you get two things from your deck into the into play. Yeah, so it's that's where you find, you can either... Just find a couple of dudes, or if you really need to win the game, you just tooth and nail. You get Bloom, Tender, Naxxal, Click, remove everybody's library from the game, I win. Or you play any of the ridiculous, depending on what your board state is, you play any of the Kraj combos that are in this deck that we've kind of talked about already. You draw your whole deck, you make infinite mana, you remove everything, you make your guys infinite big, whatever. All of them are two creature combos with Kraj. Yeah, very excellent. So 
tooth and nail is basically cast it and win the game. It's your out button. It's your... It, it, it really is, regardless of where it is, cast it and win the game. Yeah. yeah. What did I get last time? I Ask me, ask me what I got, ask me. What did you get last time you played tooth and nail? Avacyn and Iona. Scumbag. Against two black players. Super awesome. Shit. All right, let's do some enchantments next. Burgeoning. Burgeoning. Uh, whenever somebody else plays a land, you can play a land. Uh, That's stealing their land drop. It's on the I'm doing what you're doing theme that Kraj okay. kind of has built yeah, into. Yeah, well, you cards. know what? I like burgeoning on turn one because you go burgeoning on turn one, then you untap on your turn, probably. If you kept like a good burgeoning hand, you untap with like three or four mana. Yeah, I would never say that burgeoning is better than exploration because I don't think it is. It's hit and miss, right? But in some decks, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, control deck, burgeoning, like whatever. You cast burgeoning as like the last spell, in the second last spell in your hand, and then you cast something that's like refill my hand or draw five or whatever, right? Then you say go, and it's like turn six, and you just go like land, land. Like if two guys on turn six both drop a land drop, you're untapping with more land. So, yeah. I mean, or burgeoning's if, still good. Or if it's on turn one and you get back to you and you got four land now. Yeah, that's best case scenario yeah. for sure. All right, then we have copy enchantment. It copies an enchantment. It might copy a doubling season. Oh, baby. You knew this was coming. Yeah, okay. So if an effect would create one or more tokens, it creates double. If an effect would create one or more counters, it creates double. Yeah, so it, it makes just Kraj, doubles whatever. It makes Kraj twice, twice as good. It makes Graft twice as big. It makes your Planeswalkers come into play with twice as many counters on them. Yeah, and then when you move a counter from Graft, like your 2-2 two, two Graft is now a 4-4 four, four Graft, and when you move a counter from your Graft onto something else, you're actually putting two counters on that other thing. We've got Asteroid's Invocation. You can copy an enchantment or blink Asteroid's Invocation to copy a different enchantment if you want. Then we have... Hadana's Climb. This is a flippy-dippy, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, so green-blue, one. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus-one counter on target creature you control. Then, if that creature has three or more plus-one counters on it, transform Hadana's Climb. And it trans transforms into Winged Temple of Arazka. It taps and one mana of any color to your mana pool, or green-blue, one tap. Target creature you control gains flying and gets plus X, plus X until end of turn where X is its power. I don't think we care so much about the backside. We care about just getting a plus one counter on something, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it could turn into that late game, like, you just need to win. Maybe you got it. Maybe you're on the Kraj beatdown strategy. Who knows? Yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> Here's a fun include. March of the Machines. I love this card. Every time it makes it into one of our lists, I just, I smile because I love this card. So it's blue three. Each non-creature artifact is an artifact creature with power and toughness equal to its converted mana cost. So that's each non-creature artifact. So not just ours. Yep. So that makes other people's artifacts into creatures and yep. somebody can cast a sweeper. Yep. Cool. It allows combos with Kraj, I assume, because we're playing Mana Rocks. That's right. We just put plus one, plus one counter on our soul ring, and then all of a sudden Kraj taps for two, two. colorless. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, it it's always does cool stuff. If they have a caged sun and you want it, you can march of the machines, put a counter on their caged sun dude, and then clone it. Yeah. Okay, hold on. This card always does broken stuff, is what I should have said. Oh, yeah. But also... It does weird stuff that is just cool, like you said. Put a counter on their caged son or their immortal son and then clone it or steal it. Yeah. Yes. It's, okay. It's neat. Uh, not as neat, but 
It's got a fish on it in Mystic Cremora. Cumulative upkeep one. It's a one drop enchantment, so it's going to cost you every turn. But uh, whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, they pay four or you draw a card. And let me tell you, this is my favorite turn one spell. Yeah, it's definitely a good-ass turn one. It's the best. Yep. Uh, last enchantment, Rites of Flourishing. That's a good political one, and uh, it's uh, green and two. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card, and each player may play an additional land each turn. So if you copied that, you could draw two extra and play two extra land. Yeah. Super, I, super good with your burgeoning, right? Yeah. I like this card. Just I think it's, it's fun. You know what? This is a card that's fun. I put a bunch of dirtbag combo stuff in this deck. And then I put in a card that I think is just fun. Yeah, and you know what? If you're playing the, hey, I'm playing them, the political thing, right? Uh, you're taking advantage of it the most because you're the you're the combo dirtbag that's like, yeah. draw two cards. Got yeah. it. Okay, let's do artifacts. We've got Dragon Throne of Tarkir. Ooh, is this the first time we've ever played this? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I don't know. We've done almost like 100 lists. <laughs> <laughs> um, Equipped creature has defender. Okay. And two, tap. Other creatures you control get plus X plus X where X is that creature's power. They also get trample. Ooh, okay. Equips for three, cast it for four. Your creatures get trample and maybe like, I don't know, what, how big do they get? Well. D they could get infinite, infinite. but They could get infinitely big. It's but, not Christmas anymore. Or if you were to put it on, just say a master biomancer that's made some of your dudes bigger, your renegade crosses is just pretty big, you could put the dragon throne on him. Or you could put it on Kraj and just use it with Kraj. Everything gets plus four, plus four. Untap Kraj, do it again. Everything gets plus eight, plus eight. And that's not hard to do. That would cost you maybe five. You know what? I really like the card. I've just never found an opportunity to use it because it's so mana intensive. you got to spend nine before it does anything. Yeah. And if you equip it to another creature in the meantime while you don't have Kraj and then you play Kraj, you could tap Kraj, put a plus one, plus one counter on the creature equipped with Dragon Throne, and now Kraj can do the thing. Yes, because the equipped creature has. Very cool. I like that, actually. Exact same thought process went into playing Paradise Mantle. Zero drop equipment, equips for one. Equipped creature has. Tap to add a mana of any color to your mana pool. It turns any color, or any dude you have, into a Bird of Paradise. In which case, it will have a plus one, plus one counter on it, and then your Kraj is also a Bird of Paradise. Very neat. You have a Kefnet's Monument. Legendary Artifact for three. Blue creatures you cast cost one less to cast, so that's going to help us. Cool. Whenever you cast a creature spell, not blue, but creature, target creature and opponent controls doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. I like the card, but it seems like it just doesn't fit in this deck. Like, why? Clones cost four, and... Uh... Kraj is going to die a bunch of times, and he costs six to start, so it just brings that cost down, and it gets some blockers out of the way, slash stop some of their activated abilities if they have some. So there's... Yeah, so this on three, then maybe clone on four, and then you've got like a clone and a thing, and your opponent has a tap dude. Yeah. It's going to buy you some time. Yeah. Okay. The only thing to remember about Kevness Monument is it doesn't tap the creature. It has to be... Like, it has to be tapped. Already. It has to be tapped for this to do anything. Yeah. yeah. So just be careful with that, kids. And then for rocks and stuff, we got Sol Ring, Thran Dynamo, Emerald Medallion, Sapphire Medallion. Makes things cost less or taps for mana. There you go. Hey, lots of intricacies, lots of lots of stuff going on, but we've got one more section left to do. Planeswalkers. Yes, very much so. And we are playing doubling season, so I think it's worth it to mention the ultimates that are any good. Start us off. Okay, so we got Fraley's Landwar's Fury. Okay, her plus two, she, three loyalty, five mana. Her plus two, you get a mana dork, a one-one Landwar elf. Yeah, you get a Landwar elf. Yeah. Minus two, destroy an artifact or enchantment. Minus six, 
So with doubling season, you could just pop her off right away. Draw a card for each green creature you control. Five mana, doubling season, and then you just like draw what, four, five, six cards? Yeah. That's fine. That's not too bad. Okay. Uh, Nisa Steward of Elements is next. So this is one of our Nisas that gains us a life with that mana dork. Yep. Okay. Uh, green, blue, X. Enters battlefield with X loyalties. Plus two, scry two. Her zero ability is look at the top something cards of your library and you can get a creature. If it's a land or a creature with converted mana cost equal to or less than her loyalty, it goes into play. Ooh, hey, that's okay. It goes into play. Yeah. Okay, and her minus six is you untap two things and they become five, like two lands and they become five fives at trample or something. Until end of turn. That's too bad because like you could just go infinite and make her like a hundred loyalty. Yeah. And then you will you minus six? Oh, well, I guess I'll make 10 power. Mm. But he gives you a land or a dude for free every turn. You know what her. I want? I want Planeswalker Fling. Ooh. Yeah, I want Planeswalker Fling with Nisa. <laughs> or, <laughs> or if some new big bad guy comes in the next Ravnica set and like there's all these Nicol Bolas Planeswalkers or Ugin Planeswalkers that are like, oh, nine loyalty or Karn, like 14 loyalty. <laughs> and you just Planeswalker Fling like some new big badass guy comes and makes Nicol Bolas's bitch. <laughs> Bitchel Bolas just ah, fling. <laughs> Anyways, I like that. Uh, another Nissa. How about Nissa Voice of Zendikar? Three drop, three loyalty. Plus one, you get a zero one blocker. Sure. Her minus two, put a plus one on each creature you control. There it is. That's the one. Yeah. Her minus seven, you gain X life and draw X cards where X is the number of lands you control. Also good. And lastly, we have Vivian Reed. I forgot this one even existed. I. This one's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she is f- five loyalty, five drop walker. Her plus one, look at the top four cards of your library, and you you get a creature into your hand, right? A creature or land. You can reveal it and put it into your hand and then put the rest on the bottom. Okay, so it kind of acts as like pseudo-filter, draw-y, kind of collected company type thing. Her minus three, destroy target artifact, enchantment, or creature with flying, because she got a bow. I get it. And then her minus eight, so doubling season, you can get it right away. You can emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, vig, tramp, and indestruct. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good emblem. Yeah. It's very Elspeth 1.0, hey? Yeah, it is. Who the hell is she? Some kind just planeswalker just, with a bow and arrow. They just wanted to do a random planeswalker. It's like, yeah, whatever, who she is. No, she's somebody. I don't know. I don't know who she is. <laughs> you know who she's not? Jace. I'm fine with that. Okay, You're, good. I like that. I like. <laughs> Notice how I didn't play any Jaces this week, right? Huh, I don't I know could what you're have. talking about. I definitely could have. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm playing the right colors. You know what I want? I want Nicol Bolas to fling Jace right at Gideon's head. Yeah, that would be dope. Like in real life. Yes. Oh. I want the Rakdos to shoot him out of a cannon, like in one of their <laughs> carnival things. Just at, like at a wall, like at the end of Running Man, where Richard <laughs> Dawson gets put in that thing and shot down the tube and he bounces around and blows up to that Coke sign. That was awesome. Never seen it. <laughs> Sorry. What? You watch way more bad movies than I do. You have never seen The Running Man. No. The second greatest Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever made. You have never seen uh, you The know, Running You know, you know, I do know, I know exactly the scene you're talking about because I watched on YouTube one time. It was like top, like every single Arnold quote or swear. It was like 15 minutes of just Arnie one-liners. Yeah. And I saw that clip. Best compilation video on YouTube. <laughs> you're allowed to search comp videos on YouTube. But not on other sites. That's true, yeah. Moving on? Moving on. Okay, strengths and weaknesses. I'm going to just blow through this pretty quick because we're a little bit crunched for time. But get this. It's intricate and it's grindy and it's 
Lots of fun stuff to do each turn. The flip side of that, or the devil's advocate to that is, it can be considered dirtily. You might miss stuff or it's easy to miss stuff. And uh, you really do have to practice this deck. Practicing isn't just for storm combo anymore, kids. Yeah. This is like, you need to practice this or else you'd be doing takesies, backsies all night and people are going to not want to play the deck because you always do it wrong. Yes. Or it takes you like 10 minutes to do one turn. F you, Evan. He actually has a deck that's kind of like this and it does take very long. Because you're putting counters on stuff you have to physically put things on things. yeah the physical so, dexterity that it takes right yeah, so be aware of that before you build or play a deck like this have your tokens out and ready have your dice out and ready know what you're tutoring for that's a big one not in this deck because there's only one but that's a thing right part of the reason why i didn't put in instance and kind of during their turn interactions was so that you actually had some time to stop and think okay what am i going to do my next turn's coming what do I do? So you can actually think about it. There's no excuse in this build of this deck for you to take a long, 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 long turn. Very excellent. Okay. Combo and win out of nowhere. Need to end the game. I like that strength. Boom. Weakness though. Very little early game. So you're sacrificing your early game to be able to full stop end the game immediately. Yes. That's very me. Uh, in, in this deck, I know that that's not true of all EDH decks. Like, because you can just spend lots of money and be able to win in the early game. <laughs> yeah. And then that's the the last um, uh, strength and weakness type thing. It is affordable in this iteration if we cut the seven most expensive cards. But yeah. it is quite spendy to tune if, like, if you do want to win earlier. If you do want to make your critical turn move from five or six to, like, three. Yeah. 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 So let's get into it. The most expensive cards in the deck. Bloom Tender, 40 bucks. Boom. Dub season, 37. Down from 80, but still lots. <laughs> Sakashima the Imposter and Sakashima Student, 30 and $24 respectively. Both of those. I actually, I was looking through the list on my phone after I had done build, after I was done building it. I'm like, okay, all right, I've got to make sure I got all my stuff down so I know what I'm talking about. And I was looking at the prices of the cards as I was scrolling through them. And I was, I might have been going to the washroom at the time. And I actually farted when I saw how much those cards cost. <laughs> I was. It's been a long time since a card price has shocked me like that. Oh no way! Like air escaped from my butthole because I was so surprised. It was the worst. Butthole tribal. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they could be like stunt double. Like that's the flash speed clone, yep. and name another clone. Yes, and just save yourself the sixty dollars almost. I use Sakashima because it can come into play as Experiment Cross Two. That's important. Plus, he bounces himself and can give Experiments Cross bounce himself. Sakashima student I just played because he was next to Sakashima the imposter in my binder. Oh, there, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Vivian Reed, $22. This could easily be Kiora, Master of Waves. She uh, is, she's got, she's the one that um, gives you like explore, like draw a card and play an extra land. Yeah. That's okay. It's not too bad at and all. It, and like she's $4, not 22 Yeah. That's a thing, right? Uh, and then Yavamaya Hollow, $45. Yeah. That, that regenerates target creature on a land. Yes. Cool. You know what else I like? We're playing that kind of that, that regrowth mini package, right? I like, on a land, Haunted Fengraph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You sack it. You pay like three or four or whatever and sack it to get a creature from your graveyard to your hand at random. Not even close to as good, but if you're looking to cut some money, there you go. You could, with enough redundancy in the deck like you have in the clone department, 
you could just hit your clone because that's all that's in your graveyard. Yeah. Or if you just crack it a little bit earlier than you wanted to, yeah, you might, uh, I was saving this for when this died. But if you just crack it because you know that you're going to get exactly what you want, like your second best choice is the only card in your graveyard, well, then you just crack your Fengraf now to get it back. Yeah. And it gives it like, not pseudo-regenerate, but you have it again. And it saves you 40 bucks. Yeah. Or like 200 Canadian. Yeah. That's a thing. So Fengraf is actually 25 cents. Yeah. So you cut all those cards, you're saving $220. The original budget, 437 Cut the most seven expensive, you're building this deck for 215 bucks, $217. Also important to note, lots of new cards in here, and it's a binder builder, because lots of it are ones that you're just, you're going to have lots of this. Yeah, like the Evolve guys at Uncommon, and like the Guild Mages and stuff. You're going to have these, and if you don't have them, you're going to have friends that have them. There's, there's nothing in here, I don't think, minus those really expensive ones, that are super difficult to get. 61 of the cards in the deck, including basics, less than two bucks. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's where most cards live, obviously, but I mean... Well, you can get decks where there's like 20 cards under two bucks and yeah. like in that five to 10 or that 20 to 100 range, there's like 30 cards. Too goddamn many. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Anyways, Milk List? How about instead we do card of the, of week. the week. Week, week, week? What do you got this week? This week I picked a card that we talked about a little bit as one of our infinite mana dumps, but a card I think that is just sort of fun and, and neat to play, has lots of applications in lots of different decks that could play it in Spitting Image. Ooh, I used to play this in a deck and not clone dot deck or whatever. It was just like deck that has lots of land in it. Yeah. Sometimes you just want some stuff. So you pay Simic Hybrid, Simic Hybrid 4, create a token of, or create a token copy of target creature. And it has retrace. You can chuck a land, do it again. Sweet. For its mana cost. For its and mana checking. cost. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like late game. I think the, the big thing is redundancy. It gives you a repeatable effect that is good. And I like any card. Just... Based on the way things happen to me, where sometimes I'll have no cards in my hand and I'll just get hosed and draw land all the time, it gives me something to do with that land. Technically, that happens to everybody. Yeah. You just focus on it more because you're pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But it's something to do when you're top deck and land. Well, what the hell am I going to do with this? I'm going to clone that because yeah. I don't need another yeah. land. Yeah, and, and you know what? Cloning that like two, three, four times. It's pretty good, usually. Yeah. You just pick the best thing, right? And you can get this magical card for the low, low price of 31 American cents or 31 Canadian dollars. Or if you got to get that pimp foil, there is a fairly high premium on this one. And it's 7 American dollars or 286 million Canadian. Yeah, I don't have any foil copies of this one. I don't either, actually, which makes me sad. Because I'll bet it's a cool foil. It's got lots of that blue green the blue Wispy green stuff, stuff yeah. in it right the blue green stuff from eventide all of it looks cool in foil all of it yeah. unless you're yeah. colorblind then well sorry yeah sorry you, you know you guys you, whatever have... it's eventide you're not missing a whole ton other <laughs> yeah. than the foiling process <laughs> milk list milk list okay as per edhrec.com the most popular cards in every converted mana cost cost slot from zero to in this case, 16. I wonder what that's going to be. Starting at the zero drop slot, most popular card on EDH Rec. Are we playing it? It is Everflowing Chalice. No. 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 At the one drop slot, we do the top three. Let's see what they are. Soul Ring, of course. Yes. Lanamore Elf. No. No, get this one. Rapid Hybridization. Good card, but no. Not playing it. Nope. Two drop. Simic Signet. Nope. Not playing it. That's nope. a good one. Yeah. Cultivate at three. Nope. Explosive Veg at four. Nope. Urban Evolution at five. Nope. Prime Speaker Zagana at six. Nope. Ooh, shout out to Prime Speaker Zanafar or whatever her name is that we're going to be 
previewing tomorrow. Oh, hell. Or set reviewing. She's good. Yeah. Uh, seven, Avenge of Zendi. Nope. Crater Hoof at eight. Nope. Artisan of Kozilek at nine. Nope. Ulamog, The Ceaseless Hunger. Nulamog at 10. Nope. Temporal Trespass at 11. Nope. Do you have one of those yet? I still need one. No. CCO Nation, get at me. We'll make a trade. Enter the Infinite at 12. Nope. Emrakul. Nope. Other Emrakul. Nope. Draco. No. I need a Draco. I'm building a deck that needs Draco. Oh, my God. Just for you, buddy. (laughs) 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 Okay, other than Soul Ring, no Milkless matches. Kaboom. Yeah, good job. And we don't count Soul Ring anymore in 2018 or 2019. Very excellent. Yeah, so that's the first zero milk lister of the year. Ding 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 ding. Spice calculator. Spice okay. calculator. Five hundred and one Kraj lists on EDHREC.com. I actually thought he would be higher. Honestly, really? well, because he's one of those cards that you can build to do lots and lots and lots of different stuff. And I just, I really thought that he would be higher up on the list. He is um, tenth, and I think everybody that's above him is newer than him. And I think that's just a result of Wizards saying, "Hey, EDH is a thing. We're going to build for it." And Kraj just, he had lots of lists before EDH Rec had like seven million lists. Yeah, and I guess when you look at the ones that are above him, stuff like Tatiova, Momir, Vig, Azuri, Crufix, they're Blue Green has some pretty badass commanders. Yeah, Edric Spymaster of Trest. Yeah. Yeah, what a piece of crap. <laughs> Who <laughs> yeah. would play him? Yeah, what kind of asshole would build that? Yeah. Tenth, all time Simic. 3.46 average CMC for this deck. So I think that that's just fine. Critical turn. I don't know. How fast can you combo? Turn five, four, five? You, you got to play Kraj. Kraj, I don't think in this deck can come out fast. Well, I guess he probably could come out on turn five. Turn five it is. Yeah. Turn five, if they don't kill them, turn six, they're dead. Yes. Christmas land. Let's just say like north of where we are. Not quite the North Pole, <laughs> but not uh, not quite not very Christmas. Close enough after the damn week we've had. Holy, Holy jeeps. It's yeah. been so cold. Okay. One tutor in the deck. Uniqueness rating. Cards different than the average list on EDHREC.com. 37. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. That's pretty good. That uniqueness rating has to be pretty high to hit, to hit, uh, you know, like a, a 60 or 70 spicy. Yeah. This week, spice rating, 56. 50 tests. So we still passed the 50 test for the third week in a row. Yeah, we got you there. Yeah, so I like it. Why, thank you. What do you think? I liked the deck over the last two weeks. You said you liked this one. Final thoughts of the day? Final thoughts of the day. First of all, I encourage you all to go to Podomatic slash Commander Cookout podcast and check us out there. You can be entered to win our feline ferocity deck. You can also be entered to win that as well if you go to any of our YouTube videos from this year, like, share, subscribe, smash the like button, leave a comment on there, and you will be entered to win as well. As far as the deck goes, I really enjoy stuff like this where it gives you lots of opportunities to grow and expand and build, especially this one where I can grow and expand and build on all my opponent's stuff, where I can pick and choose what I want of theirs and then beat them with it. I had a deck that did that. We talked about it way early on in the life of the show. It's, it's a part now, and I miss it a little bit, but here we have a better version of it because... Now your win conditions are my win conditions, and I have win conditions. So then I think it's a cool deck. I think there's lots of room to improve. If you wanted to lower the spiciness level, include some instants maybe, you could maybe make the deck a little bit better. But I think it's fun the way that it is now, and I think it was time that we built a deck that was built to be fun and 
give you that variety of gameplay experience that everybody should be having at their kitchen table if you want to enjoy the game as a quasi-casual player. So that's a super long-winded version of Santa. I think the deck is cool. I think you should all check it out. Speaking of things that are good, we're going to be going over the cards that are good in our set review for Ravnica Allegiance coming out tomorrow, and then we're going to be back next Tuesday with another super exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!